This is the Shift Podcast. Today on the Shift Daily Podcast, Blaine Kylo makes a special Sunday appearance to tell us why Forza Horizon 5 might be the best racing game in years. We dig into that, plus new Call of Duty and so much more in the gaming front. Chris Gilbert, our international journalist, is live in Tokyo and back from his wedding. He bids farewell to Mittens the cat, very famous Kiwi cat. And New Zealand farmer found a potato the size of a dog and a very fake Rent-A-Hitman website, in case you were looking. Don't go there. It's not real. Someone got caught. Plus, are you okay with tuna or maybe it's not tuna to be determined this is the shift podcast are you okay are you okay with metal detectors i i get no no you're not i I understand they're no they're very useful but there's that split second right before you go through one. Yes. You've taken all the metal things off yes. and putting it in the bucket or whatever. And then you walk through and there's that split second where you went, it's going to go off. I'm going yeah. to jail. And yeah. then you're fine. Every time. That's what I say. I don't, again, I've mentioned it before, if it's the Catholic guilt in me or what, but I <laughs> always feel like it's going to go off every time I go through it, even though I know I've got no metal on me. Like, I haven't felt like I've carried pocket change in years and like nothing. And what concert are you going to where you're going to jail for the alarm going off, by the way, Ryan? Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's just if the metal detector beeps, you right through jail. Right to jail. That's, that's what goes. Oh that's where the, the the back of my head goes. I don't wow. know what it is yet. I'm sure. I um, me. I even um, because I fly so much, I even know my shoes. I know the shoes that have a metal shank in them and which ones that don't. So I know the shoes that I can wear through and the ones that I can't. So I even dress from the shoes up so I can keep my shoes on when I go through the metal detector. And I have wires in my face. And it doesn't go off. My jaws wired together from many, many moons ago. And it doesn't go off. You can see it in an x-ray, but it doesn't set off the metal detector. So I don't know. I think they're good. They're good for security. They matter. I don't know if I feel any safer going to a hockey rink walking through security devices. I guess I've never also never been at a rink where something bad happened. Yeah. Yeah. At a Flames game up in the uh, nosebleeds with <laughs> my son. And a bunch of guys fighting. He's like, Dad, those guys are fighting. I'm like, yep, that's what we get when we pay $35 for our tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love the nosebleed energy. It's chaotic. I love it. <laughs> Metal detectors are crucial for security at stadiums, airports, courthouses, you name it. They're there. But it can take some time to get through them on a busy day. And it's okay to get a little impatient, right? We all got places to go. Yeah. Maybe not this impatient, though. An attorney in Pittsburgh has been arrested. An attorney, after he dropped his pants while trying to get through a metal detector. Here's more from CBS News. Attorney Jeffrey Pollock was arrested, accused of dropping his pants in Allegheny County Family Court. Deputies say Pollock kept setting off the metal detectors while trying to get into the family division complex for a hearing. He said his suspenders were the issue, but didn't want to take them off. During a heated argument, deputies say Pollock unhooked his suspenders, dropped his pants, placed them in the bin, and went through the metal detector in his shirt and underwear. He was then arrested and charged with disorderly conduct. Okay, shirts and underwear is no different than wearing shorts in the summertime, really, unless his underwear was like some sort of really tight, like shorts that was 
highly revealing that was see-through mesh or a thong. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you might want to read just the next line. The reason for his arrest, he was standing in the family division rotunda. I still stand by that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Children there. I can why, understand shorts? why they... But well, well, I guess we don't know what kind of underwear he was wearing. That is a fair exactly. Point. I mean, I mean, if he was, you know, wearing a thong, then okay, yeah, children I mean, appropriate. You never fuzzy know. bum cheeks with with underwear. You never know. It's a, it's a particular fashion for people. You'd probably never guess it, but I absolutely love to wear extremely neon underwear, like so colorful. <laughs> So bright. <laughs> I would never have. Uh, I would yeah, never that's where I put all well, my color. Funny. Yeah, because you like you wear black t-shirts every day. You're yeah. like the Mark Zuckerberg of black t-shirts in Canada. Yeah. I, I will say they they are like shorts though. They they are like they would be. <laughs> you felt like you got to declare that. Yeah, I, I want to declare they are like shorts. <laughs> that's good. Hey man, whatever you wear makes you feel good. You need mm-hmm. to wear it, man. It's just fabric. Lots of color, you though. know. Support the fellas and uh, and uh, and be proud, man. Just wear that stuff. Whatever. I think it's great. I, I don't see why he gets arrested for that. Maybe for being disobedient. I just find that it's funny, though, that he had to take off his suspenders to do it. I think that's the funny part yeah. of the fashion story. <laughs> I think if he's wearing suspenders, they probably are shorts. They're probably Unless, pretty conservative yeah, underwear, right? too. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Unless the suspenders were connected to his shorts, which has been seen from time to yeah. time to keep those boxers up. You never know, right? Mm. Although, to Ryan's point, not the ideal place to drop trow in an act of frustration, the family division rotunda of the court. Fair ball, Ryan. Fair ball. I Fair ball. Say. Yeah. Yeah. At least arrest him just for show, right? To just be like, we're not really arresting you, but we really need to arrest you right now. <laughs> like, you're not in trouble, but we're going to make this look like one heck of an arrest because that was dumb. I get that. Are you okay? Are you okay with vouchers? Yeah. Just call it a call it a coupon. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, or a coupon. Do you say like, coupon yeah, I, or coupon? Coupon. 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 I don't know what I say. I don't know. It's, I know I never say, hey, man, I got a voucher. Yeah, I never say that either. But Yeah, but uh, companies are going to say voucher, and then when you get it in hand, it's a coupon. We have a voucher for you. I hear that all the time. Like I went to Subway, and it's like, Buy a footlong and get a voucher for blah, blah, blah. And you could win blah, 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 right? Well, I've also never heard a credit card company say, hey, guess what? We've got a debt card for you. And then you take it. You're like, I've got a credit card. They say charge card sometimes. No, right? Yeah, American yeah. ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Bought a candy bar Still. with my charge card. Right. It's but I got 50% off with my voucher. Buy one, get one free. Buy one, get one half off. Get a COVID vaccine and get a into a brothel for free. Oh, eh, oh, eh, oh. Ah. oh. Now that's a voucher. Welcome to vouchers in 2021. A brothel in Austria has launched a promotion to get new customers and to curb the pandemic. Right. That's why they're doing it. <laughs> they're handing out vouchers to anyone over 18 who agrees to get vaccinated. This comes right after the government enacted a ban on all unvaccinated people from public spaces. Even the fact that it's a public space could be up for debate. Here's more from CNN's Bianco Nabilo with details. 
Fun Palace in Vienna, which describes itself as a sex star sauna club, says it's well-placed to help out the government. Many men, many men with a migration background virtually refuse vaccination or don't even know that you can be vaccinated. And since we are actually reaching this target group, we decided to set up a vaccination street here. The offer comes after the Austrian government banned unvaccinated people from public spaces, like hotels and restaurants, in a bid to encourage vaccine uptake. And it seems to be working. The clinic gave out 149 jabs on Monday, and everyone accepted a voucher. Mina, who works there as one of the showgirls, says the offer makes perfect sense. Well, I think it's a very good idea to have a vaccination street in the Fun Palace because the name Fun Palace suggests fun, and that suggests going back to normal a bit. Oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. That's true. The Fun Palace. Okay, so... <laughs> okay, I got to do this. I'm sorry, Ryan. We need to go backwards in time slightly yeah, here. Okay. That line yeah, before no. the clip. Yeah, it's a title. Here's more from CNN's Bianca Nabilo has more. <laughs> yeah, she's got a lot more Is for that- us. Is that not just a broadcast crutch right there? I'm just going to put has more at the end of it because that's what we do. That's a typo. Mm-hmm. Now I feel better. Thank you for that. Good. I'm glad you feel better. Okay, so of all the viruses that a brothel would pay attention to, is COVID really the virus? That I mean, there's a few a handful of common viruses that should be of concern here. I'm not sure COVID is the one. According to CNN, um, the brother... According to CNN, the brothel lost 30 to 40% of its business during the peak of the pandemic. Oh, peak, nice pun. They're hoping this voucher will be a (laughs) win-win. It's never a win-win. It's usually just a win and not a win. More vaccinations, more business at the brother or the brothel. Are you okay? Are you okay with tuna? It's not a tuna. Not a tuna? I uh, I love tuna. A good tuna sandwich. And uh, the best one I've ever had, I was in England. And uh, I was on like a camp trip. And, uh, you know, Britain is not famous for good food. But the camp director is British. And she said, we don't have much, Ryan, but we do have the best tuna sandwiches. And she taught me the secret of putting salt and vinegar chips on your tuna sandwich and i have never ever had it any other way since then so i love tuna i love how you just took like this big secret and just threw it out there to the world yeah. all of canada here now we know. i know yeah, yeah sorry know. sorry julie um everyone try it if you haven't before it's mind-blowing also cucumber is really good on there too yeah it is true true story yeah i like a good tuna salad oh tuna salad i like uh, i like the sushi oh just nice. yeah Whack That's off the gills too. and the skin and throw it on some rice and give me some give me some soy sauce, a little wasabi, happy, yummy fish sandwiches, right for Ryan, sushi for Shane, salads for Brendan, and of course nicknames. Andy and the tuna. Yeah, Andy and the tuna. Oh, but a tuna and a magical Andy and the tuna. One restaurant continues to defend its tuna, but it might not be so sophisticated. Uh, <laughs> That's not a typo. That's pretty good, eh? <laughs> That's amazing. 
Fantastic. Back in January, two women from California launched a lawsuit against Subway, alleging that their tuna contains no tuna at all. Here's a summary from KARE11. Subway, which says tuna is one of their best-selling sandies, denied the allegations, but a New York Times reporter decided to commission some tuna tests. Now, they ordered several feet of tuna sandwiches, froze the tuna mixture, and then shipped it to a lab. A month later, the results found no tuna DNA was present in the sample, and the lab couldn't identify the species of fish used in the Subway sandwiches. Before you swear off Subway, though, for good, there's a possible explanation. According to the Times, the lab said it's possible the meat is so heavily processed that they couldn't ID any tuna or that there's just no tuna in that specific sample. Now, despite Subway's claims, there's some new evidence and it's pretty fishy. The new third version of the lawsuit relies on the testing, a marine biologist. Of 20 tuna samples, which were taken from 20 different Subway restaurants in Southern California. Results of the testing showed that 19 samples had no detectable tuna DNA sequences. So what the heck is in the tuna? According to the test, all 20 contained detectable chicken DNA, 11 contained pork DNA, and 7 contained cattle DNA. Get out of here! One of the plaintiffs, (laughs) Nalima Hammond, said she ordered the tuna products from Subway at more than 100 times between 2013 and 19, saying she always checked the menu to make sure she was eating only tuna. I mean, th- that's a big deal for some diets. The complaint said the testing showed that Subway mislabeled its tuna products and duped consumers into paying premium prices for the tuna. The lawsuit is seeking unspecified damages for fraud and violations for California consumer protection laws. Can you imagine if that goes through how many people around the world are going to sue? Oh, millions because the vegetarian diet. And it's interesting because Subway tuna is pretty good. Like, it tastes like tuna. I, I like it. But I don't think I'm going to order it until Subway's like, okay, all right, you guys, here's the recipe. Why is there cattle? Absolutely. Why is Absolutely. there chicken? It's the thing is that, like, at least McDonald's calls it a filet of fish. They don't tell you what kind of fish. They just say it's fish, right? <laughs> so at least you know going in it's fish. Oh, my goodness. This is the Shift Podcast. Everything that went on with a short week last week, we made a little juggle on the schedule so we could dig into Remembrance Day here on the Shift. Blaine Kylo so kind to join us on the weekend with a special edition of Technological World. Technological world and Blaine Kylo is here with us on the shift, a special edition technological world. Blaine Kylo, thanks for being here, bud. Always happy to be with you to talk about fun stuff. The fun stuff. Oh, do you get excited like I get? I mean, I don't know how Christmas works for your family, so please share. But the for me, nobody really buys. I'm the dad. No one buys. I'm a single dad. Like no one buys me the gift, right? So I've always sort of had this tradition of getting myself one little gadget, something fun to play with. But this year I can't decide. I actually find myself out looking for what can I get myself? And 
I shouldn't have to do that, which is silly, even as I say that. So, th- like, your your suggestions are going to help me out a ton here. Well, I have the unique privilege of having a lot of things sent to me to try out. So that's a benefit. But it also means that I, it's, people have a really hard time finding things for me because I often have everything that they might think about getting for me. Right. Um, it also makes it difficult sometimes to try and figure out what we're going to do for the kids because it's so easy to buy video games for kids. Uh, I don't have to do that because the video games kind of arrive. And so that's not really a present option for kids. Um, but it is true that, especially in the world of electronics, there are so many options, and not all of them are great options, to be honest. Um, it's such an easy place for companies to get into these days. And, and it's one of the things that we'll talk about a bit later is you, you actually need to be wary when you're buying electronics these days, you should not just go out and buy the cool thing because it seems cool. You need to actually consider whether or not that same device is going to put you at risk. Okay, cool. Let's get started. Blaine Kylo and the games racing across Mexico. I'd rather do it in person, but okay. Games is a start. Forza Horizon 5. What is it? Yeah, well, it's hands down the best racing game that you can get right now playground games has set a new standard for car racing games with forza horizon 5 this is the xbox game studio game um, so it's exclusive to microsoft's consoles you can also get it on your windows box if you want the difference between forza motorsport and forza horizon is motorsport is like the true pure car racing simulation game but I like Horizon because it's a little more of an arcadey experience, which these days, because the fidelity of this game is so amazing, doesn't mean that it looks bad. It just means that it's a little more forgiving. So you can kind of scratch your car up a little bit. You can bump up against other cars in your races, and you don't have those massive consequences that might come from a pure racing simulation where physics is the be-all, end-all. But wow, have they ever represented Mexico and all of its diverse landscapes in amazing ways. This game looks beautiful, whether you're driving on a beach or in the desert or through the jungle or even through some of the um, created metropolitan areas. This is not true Mexico. It's, It's Mexico, but as represented by the Forza Horizon team. And Horizon is this great big car racing festival. And so that's kind of the environment that you drop into. It's an open world experience. You drive anywhere you want. You go through the missions and things like that so that you can open up the cars and the car customization options that make this game so much fun. You get to race against your friends. It's just a total blast. But if there's one thing, Shane... I've got to say, because COP is just wrapping up right now, and it makes me feel a little weird to be glorifying car culture and racing across the beautiful, pristine wilderness that is Mexico. Um, I feel a little weird doing that, knowing that um, this car culture is maybe a problem in the world that we live in now. But at the same time, I guess if you're going to race a car do it virtually. Well, hey, there you go. Yeah, let's use the electricity on the servers instead. Why not? Um, it, the time will tell when when things do shift, when all those games, I guess, become 
all electric, like the cars in them. So that, I mean, we, we will see as it unfolds. It'll be curious to see how it reflects real life. Now, games, those who don't take games seriously and say, ah, games are dumb. Every single platform seems to be working on their own gaming orbit. And Netflix is doing stuff too. Yeah, it's because Netflix, like all the other companies, have recognized that everybody actually is a gamer in some way. Even the people who don't consider themselves gamers play games of some type in some way, especially these days on their mobile devices. And so Netflix decided a while ago that they wanted to get into the games business. They hired this guy named Mike Verdu, who was hired to lead the game division, and they have actually launched Netflix games. So it's only on your mobile devices right now, whether you're on Android or iOS devices. But if you have a Netflix subscription, you can go to your Netflix app on your smartphone or your tablet, and you can actually see games listed in, it's one of the rows that's in your Netflix app. And clicking on a game that's of interest to you will open up either Google Play or the App Store where you can download the games and play them on your devices. These are ad-free. There's no um, in-app purchases for any of these things. There's a limited number of games right now because they're just kind of slowly ramping this up. But what's on offer are there are three physics-based games from BC developer Frosty Pop. So there's one called Shooting Hoops and there's one called Bowling Ballers. And there's also the two Stranger Things games that have been created. And these are actually pretty fun little top-down adventure games that are right out of the 16-bit era of the 80s in which the show is set. So the two Stranger Things games seem like they come right out of the show itself, and they're super fun to play. So how, what do you use to play the games on Netflix? Is it keyboards on your on your TV? Like, how does that work? Well, to be perfectly honest, these are games. The Frosty Pop games are actually available on mobile devices ah. through other providers. So really what Netflix has done is they've simply licensed games, and you can access them through your Netflix subscription. I get it. But you're really you're playing them on your phone the way you would play any other game on your phone. Oh, very clear. Sounds cool. So, um, And sounds simple to get to. Okay. Call of Duty, Vanguard, speaking of popular games, first-person shooters, I um, that's my favorite to enjoy you get to be on the adventure through your own eyes yeah you know the call of duty games there's a whole group of people who only play call of duty and so every year when the new call of duty comes out they're getting the new one and they don't actually buy any other games they only play call of duty and they play it for the multiplayer features mostly they're playing online with friends that's what most diehard fans are, are here for. But the new game called Vanguard that's available to play now, um, I actually think that for the first time in years, the single-player campaign is the most compelling. What they've done is they've created this fiction about the creation of a special forces unit during the Second World War that pulls together heroic soldiers from a bunch of the different allied powers in different theaters. And so you play the sort of origin story for each of those heroes in their area. And then they come together in this special forces unit to um, undergo a a big mission that is, you know, again, it's a fiction, but it all takes place during the Second World War. So I think for the first time in years, Vanguard provides us with a really good single player story. And younger generations, you know, in all of our conversations that we've had around Remembrance Day and all those things that we don't often tell the story of 
of what happened for Canadians, for example. So what a great opportunity for younger generations if games could include the active, uh, accurate stories of some of these, you know, then add in fictional characters and players, kind of like the movies do. But it really would be a great way to teach it, wouldn't it? There And that does happen. I'm not looking to Call of Duty to provide the same kind of historical representation um, that other games do. I think that maybe Battlefield has done that in, in better ways recently. But one of the things that Vanguard does do is one of your protagonists is a female soldier from the USSR. And that character was inspired by a real-life Soviet sniper. And th there's been some outcries like, well, how come girls are in in the games and it's because actually they really were and games are starting to represent that now very cool um metal gear games uh konami's removed them um and does that mean they're gone I, i'm not even familiar with with what those games are so this is all new to me so help me understand it yeah so metal gear solid is a series of again sort of third person shooters um in in this military world that konami's created um and this is a simple thing actually the the two games that have been pulled from digital storefronts right now are metal gear solid 2 and metal gear solid 3 and they've been removed because the games actually included archival newsreel footage and the licensing agreements that konami had negotiated have expired and so they're actually violating copyright on those by selling those games. So Konami has said, we're going to make them available again. We just have to work out some new licensing agreements before we can start selling them. Okay, cool. So business, the business of the games needs to be done. Yeah, exactly. And the truth is, it's it's something that you might not think about with games, but especially like Guardi we talked about Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. and all of the really excellent music that has been that is a part of that game and makes that game that experience it relies on licensing agreements to get permission to use all of those songs and if you don't negotiate the proper license agreements you don't get your game i had a friend of mine one of his songs got used in in a couple of video games and it was lucrative let's say pretty pretty lucrative yeah there's lots of of artists musical artists who actually see video games as one of their major um business arrangements cool twitter has been changing things after not changing for so long and then they created those tweets or whatever those stupid stories were that obviously wasn't what people were there for they've made more changes now uh with twitter blue yeah canada was one of the first places to actually get access to twitter blue we got access to this subscription service in the springtime and so for 349 a month it meant that subscribers could get they, they got an undo tweet edit function. You could have folders to arrange your bookmarks in and you threaded reading experiences and things like that. Well, this week, Twitter Blue has rolled out to the US and New Zealand. And along with that rollout comes some additional perks for subscribers. Uh, one of them, you've got more personalization options. So you can actually customize the icons that appear at the bottom of your smartphone app so you can access the the functions that you use most frequently but i think for me the most significant update to twitter blue is the ability to actually read articles from news organizations ad free in your twitter client and this comes courtesy of scroll which was a company that twitter acquired earlier this year 
And essentially, it takes articles from the news sources and puts them into your Twitter feed. And even better, a portion of your subscription feed goes to pay for the license for the content that you're reading. And so you're actually directly supporting the journalism that you're reading by looking at those stories on your Twitter feed. And Twitter is actually going to show you where your subscription fee goes to pay for the licensing of the content that you're consuming. We've seen Facebook get in fights with news content and all that stuff, Google too. So this seems like they're being proactive, although I do struggle with Twitter being the distribution force behind news with all of the not news that goes on on there. But maybe this is a start. Maybe this heads in the right direction. Well, really, it depends on what your your personal timeline is. And so the quality of your Twitter feed is entirely based on who you choose to follow and who you choose to put in your feed. So if you select reputable journalistic outlets, you will have a pretty solid news feed in your Twitter life. Yeah, what a bubble it creates, though, if you don't, huh? That's true. <laughs> it goes the other way. Okay, Marvel movies um, getting re redid, remastered is such a, oh, God, it's way too trendy. I don't understand remastering for movies, I, or excuse me, for music. It doesn't change much. Movies, it seems to have a bigger impact. Yeah, this is not remastered as much as changing what they're delivering to people at home. So how big is your TV in your living room? 55, he okay. says with so a question the next, mark. The, the <laughs> next TV you're going to get is probably going to be 65 minimum. It might even be 70 or 75. Because we're getting bigger screens, it means that we can actually show more picture. And that's what Disney Plus is doing for 13, a baker's dozen of Marvel films. Um, Disney is going to provide them in the aspect ratio that you get in IMAX theaters these days. So that's 1.9 to 1 compared to the 1.7 to 1, which is the 69 that most streaming services deliver and that we've kind of gotten used to. So what it means is you're getting 26% more picture, which means more action on your screen. And so that's really what's happening. It's not that they're remastering their films. They're just giving you a bigger picture and more to see on the big screens that we tend to have in our living rooms. Well, as promised in the conversation about being very aware of what we are buying as I try to figure out what uh, Shane's gift to Shane will be, um, there are some flags you have here for your Christmas shopping. Yeah, this comes courtesy of NordVPN. It's a virtual private network service that, um, you know, they've got a vested interest in sharing this information because they claim that by signing up to a VPN, you can protect yourself against a whole bunch of risks that are associated with being online. But they raise a good point. 90% of Canadian homes have internet connected devices in the home. So whether it's your router or your lighting and heating controls, your home security devices, even your baby monitors these days are connected to the internet. It's the internet of things that we keep hearing about. And so what you want to be aware of if you're making electronics purchases this holiday is that all of those things that are connected to the internet are opportunities for bad actors to access your home and your personal information through those things. So NordVPN suggests that you avoid devices that are too new to have been properly tested. So if something is really hot, but uh, there's no competition for that product, and that product maybe seems a little too fancy to be um, safe. 
it might be something to be avoided. And you should also make sure to take proper care of your device once you purchase it. And really that means if you're getting a new router or something like that, make sure you change the default login and password so that it's a little more difficult for hackers to access if they wanna try and get into your stuff. And of course, always refresh and change your passwords regularly. The weakest link. We'll always let them in. You are the weakest link. It's um, true. It's true. Blaine Kylo, it's solocore.com, S-O-L-O-C-O-R-P-S.com and on the Twitter. Thank you, sir. It's exciting gadget time leading up to Christmas, so I love this. We'll talk to you soon, bud. Thanks, Shane. This is the Shift Podcast. A special edition of the International Dispatch. Let's get rolling. Welcome to the International Dispatch from our world citizen. Live from Japan, New Zealand's Chris Gilbert. Uh, that's Mrs. Chris Gilbert now. He's married. Yeah, that's right. I am I am officially a married, um, well, I'm a married Mrs. Chris Gilbert. Hi, how's it going? It's, uh, <laughs> Welcome. It's nice to be here in the married world. You look mature, settled. I f- yeah, I feel mature. You know, and like, I, I tell you what, I've only been married for um, nine days. So far, it's nice. And uh, one thing I really like about it is that you don't really have to worry about anything anymore because, you know, you chose you chose the person. This is it. You know, mm-hmm. so all the stuff in your relationship that you get annoyed about, you think, well, you know, it's a long road ahead. Why should I get annoyed about this? You know, there's years and years and years of, stuff to get annoyed about maybe i could just let stuff slide a little bit more oh, you know yeah. as before that's before, a key to good marriage yeah well before when you let it before slide. i was married i was like look this has to change you know i have to have if things perfect i don't i don't like milk being put in the fridge this way and i don't like you know you say that i always leave a towel on the floor but you never put the dishes from your office or with this petty stuff like that right and then once you're married it's like you know what Screw it. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you for a long time, lady. So whatever you like is fine. I'm with you for a long time, lady. So whatever you like is fine. If I've ever heard beautiful vows, that's it right there. <laughs> we didn't do vows. Because, you know, it was just a registry office wedding. Um, we had a lovely little picnic and like, a whole bunch of our friends in Tokyo came and uh, it, I mean, it was nice for everybody because I think it was the first time 20 people had been together at the same time in Tokyo for a long time. And, uh, you know, they had, went out for some drinks, had some karaoke. It was it was a good time. But yeah, no vows. But we, we want to do a, a proper big wedding in um, in New Zealand when we can eventually pry that country open with a crowbar next year and see if we can sneak some people inside. Um but yeah, for the time being, uh, no vows. Vows are coming. But um, yeah, just very chill, happy nine days of my life so far. Very pleasant. Nice. And I love how high you've set the standard for what it looks like, which is great too. I did want to add um, that Brennan Kelly and I uh, have, since we were never invited to Ryan's birthday, we we're kind of hoping for an invite to your wedding in New Zealand. I thought I invited you on the air, like, you know, Every week, every I'm just week, yeah, following up. yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah, a bit of a sore spot for us, right? Like yeah. Ryan sort of left us out, so yeah. we, we're 
Well, as soon as you guys just you know insulted the Smiths, you were uninvited from my party. That's just how it goes. Nobody was there. That's the name of the game. Oh. Yeah. All right. See, see what yeah, I deal, deal with, Chris, every week. Yeah. No, I, I mean, oh, I've been there. Why do you think I didn't take the job? No, I mean, like, I, Ryan looks about. <laughs> nice. Ryan, Ryan looks about thirteen years old. So I think you know we're all fine with missing out on um, chocolate cake and bowling. I think I think it's all right. You know, like that's very maybe, close maybe... actually to what it was. <laughs> Go ahead, Ryan. Tell him what your birthday party was. What did you? What okay, did you we do? Uh, we we went go karting, and then um and then we well then we went to a pin bar, which is a bar in Calgary that has like eighty pinball machines, and then we went to a dive bar that's also a karaoke bar, and we sang Judas Priest and Elton John. That actually, you know what? Um, I'm gonna forget the go karting bit, but the rest of it that sounds you know like not too bad. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, yeah it was great. I, I dig that. Yeah. yeah. Great. Um, although yeah, right. New, New Zealand is on the travel hit list and all shift heads are invited to come, we're just going to overflow the country and we're going to overflow Chris's wedding. We'll have a couple thousand people show up. It'd be nice. Oh, mate. You know what? New Zealand is just face deep in, in the COVID mud puddle right now. It's just, it's totally, you know, those falls you see people do where they're a bit drunk and they're stumbling down the street and it's no hands. It's just all face straight down into the pavement. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't even try to stop themselves. That's what New Zealand has just done with COVID. So it's 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 getting its uh, elimination strategy toxins out of its system. It's uh, learning how to live in the big boy world of like get vaccinated, wash your hands, wear a mask, look after other people. And uh, once it matures and grows up uh, with what we've all been doing for the last year and a half, I'm sure it's just going to fling the doors open to everyone who wants to come and be like, please come here, spend your money. We don't care anymore. We're all uh, we're all nihilists, nihilists now. So, but yeah, everyone, come to my wedding. It'll be fun. My second wedding. S- small political person. soapbox. And then come yeah. to my wedding. Okay, Sir Christopher Gilbert, I was part of the shift crew, and then he's in Tokyo now. He's from New Zealand. You might be able to tell that. Um, the International yeah. Dispatch takes us on a tour. Do you want to start with New Zealand stories since we were just talking about it? Where are we going? On the, oh. Where in the world are we going today? Oh, you know, just quickly because you know, like I, I'm only doing it for the long, the long time um, dispatch listeners who who know some of the stories I return to again and again. But this will be the last time I ever bring up the cat. All right, and I'm mm. not talking about Potato Chip Gilbert. Potato Chip Gilbert Potato is Chip in Gilbert. my heart and my future. Potato, Potato Chip, Chip Gilbert? Gilbert. Yeah, but I'm talking about Mittens the cat. Uh, the celebrity cat in Wellington. Um, I'm touching my eye as I say this because it just brings on an allergy attack every time I think about mittens. But it's it's a cat, and um, you know he chills out in Wellington, New Zealand, my hometown. You know, and people like him because he goes into stores and he, um, oh, you know, he's a cat and he walks around and people like him. So they gave him the keys to the city. They nominated him for, nominated him for New Zealander of the Year. Uh, he's always in the media. They wrote a song about him. They wrote a children's book about him. It's a cat. The thing is that this cat isn't actually a Wellingtonian. Um, he's actually an Aucklander. Uh, he was born you know, from Auckland, and they moved to Wellington three or four years ago, and now they're moving back to Auckland. Uh, oh, no. New story I have in front of me. Yeah, I know. Uh, 
amazing but like the 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 family of middens a treasured cat beloved by wellingtonians is selling up to move back to auckland middens once referred to as king floof of cuba which many would like uh is famous for wandering around the central city and making himself at home wherever he pleases uh the the property that they know the cat lives at is on the market the owner silvio brinsma said he was not in a position to comment on the move at his stage because you know it's his personal business and the media has no right whatsoever to look into his personal business because he owns a cat um this is for personal reasons and it's the right move for our family uh the mayor of wellington said something the police said something cute everyone said something cute um anyway my point about the mittens the cat is let us never talk about him ever again. He's gone from Wellington. Move on. In Auckland, no one is going... It's a much bigger city. No one is going to care about one cat. And in, in, in a city of, you know, like... It, it, Wellington's like, what, 300,000 people? Auckland's a million plus. So no one's going to care about one cat. Mittens is gone from the headlines. Gone from our lives. Gone from our hearts. Good riddance. As a dog person, I say... Thank you. All right. Yeah. Uh, International Dispatch, Sir Christopher Gilbert, also in New Zealand, potatoes. Uh, yeah. I like this one because there's a bit of Kiwi slang in it. Um, Colin and Donna Craig Brown were weeding their garden in New Zealand when Colin's host struck something huge just beneath the soil surface. As the couple knelt down and began digging around the object, Colin wondered if it was some kind of strange fungal growth or a giant puffball. After Colin pried it out with his garden fork, he scratched away a bit of skin and tasted it. Of course, you j- just automatically taste everything you dig up in your garden, guys. Go for it. Yep. Just stick just your mouth right on it. Yeah. It was actually a 7.9 kilogram potato, um, which this article from New Zealand says is equal to a couple of sex irregular potatoes or one small dog, which I like. like all right. Crazy. Thanks for that. Yeah, it's nice. Anyway, it's a huge potato. Um it looks like uh, something, you know, like from Total Recall or something. It's like, you know, the size of a, of a, I would say not one small dog looking at it. I would say it's the size of a 10-year-old boy's torso. Um, and the week since their <laughs> unusual weird. find. On, well, <laughs> that's the it, weirdest example ever. Like, well, yeah, that's why you have me on the radio, Shane. Um, it doesn't, it couple, actually looks like a human, though. Let's say that's weird. Yeah. Are you looking at a photo of it? I think so. Giant potato. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Um, yeah. They said it was probably the biggest potato in the world. Um, and they've nicknamed it Doug. But after the way that they found it, ha 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 mm-hmm. That's why they named it Doug. Cause they dug it up, but it does kind of look like, um, the hunchback like a- of kind of like an overweight person with its knees up. It looks like it has the face of a walrus and it's shoving one, a fist in its mouth sort of thing is what I'm looking at. <laughs> they took the picture oh. of all insensitive things. It's they got a potato peeler on it. <laughs> like it's the oh. <laughs> I am looking at that one. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I guess that's how yeah. he tasted it and as soon as it came mm. out of his, his garden. Um he this is a bit weird though. He put it on Facebook uh and he's taking it for walks around town. Uh we put a hat on him Doug uh, not Doug Collins says we put a hat on him we put him on Facebook we're taking him for a walk giving him some sunshine oh, it's God, all it's a, a bit wagon. of fun he says quote it's amazing what entertains people Colin I could not agree more what entertains people I mean I'm saying this on national radio and I assume someone is entertained by this um, but 
he did keep it for a while. I think it's a few weeks old. Um, Doug uh, has not been sorry. Doug is not easy to look after, as the couple showed the potato off. It began drying out and losing weight. Mold started growing from its wounds. This is wonderful. And a great bit of Kiwi slang here. Colin said, referring to the potato smell, he was getting a bit pongy. What? Okay. With all due respect, I ask this question. You have a cat who's a celebrity and a potato going for walks in a wagon. Welcome. What's going on in your country? <laughs> I, know. I know. I know. Why do you think I left? Um, but yeah, we've got a, it's, it's a, a pongy, it's a pongy potato shame. We got, we got a celebrity cat, some pongy potatoes. So, um, wow. That is what's going on in New Zealand. I do want to come back to where I currently am, Japan, because I really want to talk about Princess Marco. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember if we talked about her in previous We did. Weeks, she left the family. Yeah. She's the royal family princess who pulled the pin. Yeah. She's the, she's a mega miracle of, uh, of Japan. So, but the thing is, though, like I was in Harajuku the other day. Actually, no, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me step back. Princess Mako, for those who don't know, is the niece of the Emperor of Japan. Uh, she wants to marry, or no, not wants to. She has married Kei Komuro. He is what we call a commoner. Um, I don't think he's, you know, actually like a commoner. I think he's just a normal, like a human. That's not a royal family member. Um, and they got engaged in 2017. Uh, the media hated it because, you know, he's not fancy or whatever. Um, his mum has some debt dispute with her former fiancé of hers. And that's oh so drab and not very, like, glam or royal of him at all. Uh, so he fled the country, pretty much banished to study law in New York for three or four years, came back uh, to marry her this year. And, and they're like, oh, look at him. He's got a ponytail. Oh, he walks with his hands in his pockets. Oh, this guy is terrible. And, but they love each other. They got married. She had to leave the royal family. Uh, took, she rejected like the, the royal family severance package or whatever it is that she gets. She's like, nah, I'm <laughs> out. And they got married. He, 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 got, he came back like September 27th. And last night, they just touched down back in New York. So it was here, quarantine, wedding, pack the bags, get the out of Dodge. Uh, so I wish them all the best because they have been through hell for absolutely no reason, uh, through the Japanese press. I was in Harajuku the other day and some guy was just like with a big banner with a, on a microphone going like, you know, through his microphone. And what he was saying in Japanese is pretty much, we didn't support this marriage. We don't support you. And it's like, well, first of all, they're royals. They're not elected. It doesn't matter if you support them or not. Secondly, they're married. And thirdly, why do you care, mate? It's love. Love is love. You know, they love each other. They're away for right. three years. He came back. He still wanted to marry her. After mm -hmm. all that, that's pretty amazing, to be honest. And they're and like they're in New York, they're out of the country. I wish uh, Kason and uh, Princess Marco. I wish them all the best. Look, Marco Marco San, if you're listening, if you are listening over there in New York, you don't have to wear like those conservative dresses that the Japanese make you wear anymore. Glam up, hang out with the socialites, watch some Gossip Girl, like just. Just be 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 the best version of you in New York. Just go crazy over there. Have a great time and like all the best to them. And uh, I hope everyone here just leaves them the hell alone now. 
Sir Christopher Gilbert is in Tokyo. Can we do the um, the women who pleaded guilty in the United States story? Because I think that's fantastic, <laughs> yeah. and we do have time for it if you want to go. Okay, let's let's hit it because I went to this website. So, the, the, sorry, I'm laughing already. Uh, the story is a Michigan woman <laughs> pleads guilty after trying to have her ex-husband killed through a fake rent a hitman website. Uh, Wendy Lynn Wayne, 52, of South Rockford, used a fake website called Rent a Hitman to try and solicit the murder of her former husband on July 17, 2020. She used a pseudonym but entered her real information at the end of her, quote, service request. However, the Rent a Hitman domain was created as a cybersecurity test site. The website's owner contracted uh, Michelle, uh, sorry, Excuse me. The website's owner contacted Michigan State Police, who con- who uh, contacted the lady posing as someone else from the website. And long story short, uh, she has been arrested for trying to kill her husband. Uh, I actually went to the website, um, which is rentahitman.com. You can go there. Rentahitman is your point. It looks like I mean, it looks like it was made from a two thousand and fifteen version of you know Squarespace. But Rent a Hitman is your point-and-click solution. Click on the button below for your free consultation. Privacy is important to us. Merchandise coming soon. And it's like, our website is safe, secure, and available to you right here on the World Wide Web. That's my favorite bit. Rest assured that your information will remain private since Rent a Hitman is the only organization in the world that is 100% compliant with the Hitman Information Privacy and Protection Act of 1964. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, it's, it's beautiful. It's, did, it's, you, um, did you scroll down to some of the offerings that they have in this uh, problem oh, resolution yeah. industry leader for 100 years? Can I read a couple? Go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah. Under, yeah, they're, they're awesome. Guido and Guido Finelli and family. Guido Finelli and family have operated Rent a Hitman continuously since 1920. Have proudly served both private and public sectors. Okay, yeah. and then and then growing list of satisfied customers, 100% satisfaction or your money back. And one last amazing thing: rentahitman.com. Group and senior discounts available. <laughs> Business is booming. And we have a special group and senior discounts packages available. To find out if you qualify, simply submit your service request form and a field operative yeah. <laughs> will contact you shortly. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it, it it's probably um it's probably the most uh you know authoritative looking website she found after trying how to commit murder and get away with it dot com. This is definitely not a CIA op.net and drugs are free.org. You know, like it, it just says to me that if you do anything, because it looks like, I mean, like it's not a nice website, right? Like it's not pretty, but it's hardly HTML, you know, 1999, you know, glittery font sort of thing. It looks like your basic, you know, I guess, um, college graduate <laughs> uh, graphic design slash photography portfolio website. Yeah. And I think if you just do anything clearly, loudly, and confidently enough, like this website, there's going to be someone in America who's going to believe you. I think that's the main takeaway the, from this. Ryan, you'll be happy to know the very first testimonials, Phil M. from Florida. <laughs> his that's face nice. is blurred out. Nice. Guido and his public relations crew were able to resolve a five-year dispute in a matter of days, highly recommended. Laura S. from Arizona, face blurred out. Caught my husband cheating with the babysitter, and our relationship was terminated after a free Ooh. public relations consultation. I'm single again and ready to mingle. Thanks, Guido. <laughs> and in addition, 
Uh, Fernando in Kansas, my business schedule is too busy to get my hands dirty with human resources issues. <laughs> so I consulted Reddit Hitman and they handled my disgruntled employee issue promptly while I was out of town on vacation. Gracias, Rent a Hitman. Do you guys want to know something One, crazy? By the way, they're 100% HIPAA compliant, which is Health this Insurance guy? Portability and Accountability Act. Really? And they spelled it that's, wrong on their website. Funny. Well, of course he did. This guy started this website when he was in school in 2005. He left it alone, came back to it a few years later, found over 200 emails. And when this story happened, he got two emails from people wanting to rent a hitman while the police were investigating this lady. That's crazy. Unbelievable. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what a great story. I love it. Okay, uh, I I just want to say I have a personal story which has nothing to do about rent a hitman, but I like my my dear mother is going a bit doolally in her old age. Um, she wants because uh, I I wonder about my like who who is dumb enough to do this right? I don't even want to say fall for it because it's not even a trap. That's the thing is they fell into a trap that's not actually a trap. That's how dumb it is. And I think about my poor mother, you know, over in New Zealand and. You know, she tried a few years ago to buy a dog with one of those present cards and, and uh, off an online website she had never seen before. And and I was like, Mom, Mom, do not, do not buy a dog using a present card. You know, like a, it's called New Zealand called a Prezi card. And the place was like, no, 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 you definitely have to use Prezi cards. We don't accept cash. We don't accept credit card. Nothing, only Prezi cards. And, of course, she lost all her money. And just mm. the last week or so, I heard a story, no, last couple of days from my brother that – my mother thought she had bought number 20 XXX Road buying a new house, right? And in fact, she had bought number six on the same road, a house she had never seen before in her life. So oh, no. I, 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 I was just like, oh my God, you know? And there are people, and it's really, I mean, this, this person wants to kill her husband. So, you know, I, I am not equating her with my poor mother but i'm just saying that like there, there are really vulnerable people out there who are just being scammed all the time into doing things like rentahitman.com or like investing in the iraqi dinar because they think donald trump is still president he's going to push a button and make it worth millions of dollars or they're buying dogs using uh you know uh you know staples vouchers and stuff like that so just just you know on a serious note a bit of love out there to all the people who don't have someone to guide them through this stuff, who do need a little bit of support. Um, you know, we're, we're here, the shift heads with the community. We're here to support you. If you've got problems, yep. let us know. If you need some advice, let us know. Um, because everyone needs a little bit of a, a, <laughs> a don't click that link sometimes or don't, don't push send on their email sometimes. We all yep. need that. So we're here to support you. Fantastic reminder, Sir Christopher Gilbert, live from Tokyo. Congratulations on the marriage, buddy. Really, really, Thank really you. proud of you. And uh, thanks for the yeah. photo of Mount Fuji and all that stuff, too. It was cool. So really appreciate oh, it, bud. Yeah, yeah thanks right. for Love being here. We'll talk Thank to you again you. soon. Thanks for listening to The Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show, and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.